Welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Kimberly Mangrum Collier moved to Shuzhou, China, when her husband had an opportunity with his job to relocate there. Kim, her husband, two sons, and dog thrived within their expat community and even felt safe enough to ride out the pandemic there. Kim shares with us her experience as an African-American family in China and how they are adjusting to their relocation back to the United States. Let's get to it. I am not where you want to be Trying to navigate life but it's hard to see yeah. I am struggling to make a change But coming to me now is the perfect chance With nothing to script so you'll find your way To help you embrace any trials you face With nothing to script conquer every Kimberly Mangrum Collier is a proud Georgia native. She has her BS in mathematics from Spelman College and her MBA from Clark Atlanta University. While living in Cincinnati, she met her future husband, Garland, and convinced him to relocate to Atlanta. This year, they will be celebrating their 20th anniversary. They have two handsome sons, Garland Jr. in his first year at Howard University and Garrison in his third year of high school. Kim has worked in commercial finance for over 20 years and have held a variety of roles with Procter & Gamble, Delta Airlines, the Coca-Cola Company, and currently with CHEP. In 2017, her husband was afforded the opportunity to take an assignment in Shuzhou, China. After careful consideration, they decided the timing was right and took the plunge. They recently repatriated back to the United States after living abroad for three and a half years. During her time in China, Kim volunteered as a member of the board of directors for the Expatriate Association of Suzhou. In her free time, Kim enjoyed her life as a Tai Tai exploring the city, shopping, and attending wine lunches. Kim, welcome to Flipping the Script. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Kim, we both went to Clark Atlanta for our MBAs together, so that's how we know each other. It's the anniversary year for us, isn't it? I think so. Six. Yes. 25? Is it 25? I think it is. It is. Okay. I know. That's what I say. <laughs> I hate to admit it. <laughs> I know. 25 years. Wow. Time goes by yeah, fast. It really does. I yeah. need to start paying attention to those emails because we got to plan something. And I do, I do plan on attending. Good. I hope. It's good to see I'm you live. Being on that side <laughs> of the planet. Right. For once, because I always miss yeah. that kind of stuff because it's during my school year. So yes, very I, I understand it. Yeah, if it's not in the summer, you don't get a chance to enjoy. Right. So, yeah. so I really don't know why. Well, I guess because students that attend homecoming 
are actually in school. So that's why I'm like, why do they do it during the school year? But it makes sense. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So since we've graduated from Clark, you've been working. I know that you were a finance concentration and so was I. And actually, I I was decision sciences. Oh, I was decision sciences. And I was like, there's more stuff to do in finance. And my background is math and it matches. So I kind of took my electives in finance and then I ended up working in finance. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So then, so you've been working in finance ever since graduation. Mm -hmm. You've worked with some major, you know, companies, Procter & Gamble, Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola. So when it was time, so when your husband had the opportunity then to move abroad, Mm -hmm. what was your thoughts at that time about moving outside of the United States? Well, so when we had our second son and he was getting his executive MBA, they did, um, because it was, well, it was an international executive MBA or whatever. So they took a trip toward the end, like like for two weeks, and he was in Macau and Hong Kong and China. And he came back and he's like, oh, I want to work internationally. That was 15, 20 years later. Well, 15 years later, he comes to me and is like, oh, I have this opportunity. And I'm like, that's still on your development plan? At that point, I just figured that was not happening. <laughs> that was not happening. So it it took it was a lot. It it was a lot. Our our oldest was um in eighth grade, so he would be entering high school. My youngest was six. So at the time they were middle schools. I had just you know kind of reactivated in sorority. I was going to do Jack and Jill. You know I was kind of had all these plans for what high school was going to look like for the boys. Working was going fine, and so here we go. And then at the t- also, I my mother lived with us at the time. So it was just like, this, uh-huh. I don't know if we are able to do this. But I knew that if I didn't let him pursue this, that would, it, 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 it was, he was so excited, you know, and I, I really needed to support him. He had supported me, like I said, he moved to, you know, moved to Atlanta. He, he'd always been a big support. And then I, it was shocking that he wanted to still do this 15 years later. So talked to some people that were there. Luckily, his, the guy that kind of pulled him into the role was someone he'd worked for in the U.S., so I knew the wife, talked to her a little bit, and they were in Sujo already. They had been there a year, and he was like, I need Garland to run my sales team, and so he called Garland and was like, would you be willing to come kind of thing? So um, they had been in Sujo a year, so I talked to um, Stacy, like, what is it like? And she was like, oh, you love it. It's, it's really cool. You'll really like it. I talked to um, a couple of friends from PNG. There was someone who was in Beijing from the African-American perspective of, you know, what will it be like in China? And, you know, she was like, it, you'll make it, it'll be fine. And once you kind of, you do have the concerns with your, you know, with the boys and, you know, you being an anomaly in China, but it'll be fine. And so <laughs> I took the plunge. So I was like, I, we can make it work. I already had wanted to be a housewife. 10 years before. So I was like, okay, you're a little late, but I'll do it. So, so yeah, and we took the plunge. Okay. So that was my question is then you actually resigned from your position at that time then? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause well, at first I thought about, well, let me see if I can do Coke in China. And we looked into it. It wasn't there. um, Coca-Cola is located in a couple of cities, but Suzhou is not one of them. Shanghai, which is 30-minute high-speed train or like an hour drive. So it wasn't 
something that was not that we wouldn't be able to do and Garland mm -hmm. had considered we looked at houses that were in between the two you know between Suzhou and um, Shanghai but in the end I decided you know it's probably too Why much work. it would be a lot to work <laughs> yeah yeah, I'll be a housewife. And to be there for the boys <laughs> for their adjustment too, you know. Exactly. Yes. So it was and so that's how we decided that I would just resign and we were intending to stay six years. So we wanted either four okay. years or six. And so but and after our first year we we're like, all right, six years. Yeah, we can do this for six years, but another five years. And so with that being said, I was like, that'll be it'll be hard to stay to work Coca Cola for that long and in another country and then still try to repatriate. It just was a lot. And I'm glad I didn't because we would have been dealing with two different visas. You know, it's just, it would have not mm. been an easy transition. Sure. So. Sure. So you went in with the thought of it being either four years or six years, you said, right? Yes. Yes. Cause we wanted high school. We wanted, we didn't want to move in the middle of high school. I moved in the middle of high school and didn't want to do that to my kids. So I was like, Four years or six years. So, so yeah, right. that was the plan. What was their response, first of all, to moving to China? My youngest didn't really care. I mean, he, he didn't seem, well, he was flexible about it. My oldest, because he was going to high school, you know, it was a little more of a concern for him, but we kind of had them write down what, you know, what is it that you want to see? This is a great adventure. You will be in an international school. And so, and that they, they were in private school in the in Atlanta area and they had a decent number of actual Chinese students that were in at their school. So we talked, and one person I think was from, we talked to one family, not a family. It was more like they were coming in and living with the host family. But well, somebody okay. was from Shanghai or Suzhou, I can't remember. And we were able to talk to them, you know, so just in general. And once Good. they had their list of, I need to make sure I have these base things and I, these are the places I want to go, they kind of got excited about, oh, we'll be able to go here, there, and all of that stuff. So... It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I think it was probably rough, harder for me than anybody else because I really? had to figure out something for my mom. Oh. I had dogs. I'm like, we, oh, and we had yes. just gotten a puppy in December, and this is in February. And I'm like, we have a puppy. We got to, I can't leave, live my, leave my puppy with someone. So we had to figure out how to get the dogs over. How, you know, how does that work? So. And then, you know, when do I quit my job? Because my husband, we went to house hunt in May, I think it was, because we were moving in June, in the summer. We went to house hunt and then left him there. He didn't come back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing everything, selling the house, selling right. cars. I could, you know, so I stopped working and they were like, can you stay, you know, extra two or at least through the end of the month? So I was still working, trying to do things on the side. So and eventually, I, I, when I resigned, I still probably had maybe uh, maybe three weeks, three to four weeks that I left myself time to just focus on moving. So. so that's what I was wondering, too, about the logistics. So you decided yes. to sell everything because I did the same thing when I mm -hmm. moved to Qatar. My plan, strangely enough, I had a 10 year plan. So my thought was when I go, I'm going to go for 10 years. I had never even, I didn't even have that visit like you did. I had never been to the okay. Middle East and I'm like, okay, I'm going for 10 years. And so, um, so I sold everything also. 
so that I didn't have to worry about it. You know, some people do decide to hold on to their home or something, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm getting rid of everything. So yeah. I don't have to worry about it while I'm halfway across the world. Right. Right. So, that was our thinking. Yeah. Right. And so now, Soon. and then how was the transition and adjustment once you got there? Well, and I think because China is so um, us for them kind of thing, you you know who the expats are in China. And so it, just by looking, people are like, oh, where are you from? And people were over the top friendly, <laughs> you know, because it, and you weren't okay. a, it wasn't that, oh, I had, I'm closest to people who have my skin, who have the brown skin. It was more American. You are, oh, you're an American. Okay. Once they are sure you're not an African for whatever reason, because if you're African, then you're studying there. That's kind of, right. and they, we were too old to be studying there. So they were like, well, what are, you know, why are you here? And they're like, oh, you're What's an American. Your okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but people were over the, I mean, it was, people were so friendly. And then our city is a little smaller. And I'm saying that it was 10 million people versus um, Shanghai, 25 million. So it's going to be small Small for city. China. Small yeah. for China, right. And there were, you know, certain neighborhoods that people kind of lived in. And it helped that Stacey and um, Rich were already there. So they kind of were like, oh, you know, we went on our, on our visit. We went to a cookout, you know. So we kind of met people before we even got to the Good. city. So it was it was a great transition. Um, the neighbor, We chose the school because there were there were two international schools, two main international schools for the kids. And mm-hmm. so we chose our school based on the neighborhood. Our neighborhood had most of the kids in our neighborhood went to the school that our sons went to. So that helped that, you know, you're on the bus with people you've you met in this, three, you know, three, four week period before school. Actually, probably at three weeks before school started. So it was it was good okay. for them. It was good for them. So good so, transition, um, easy transition for the kids. Easy as well. transition. Yeah. Easy transition good. for them. So that helped Very once good. they were fine and my husband was fine. Then you were fine. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to be fine unless your family is fine. Exactly. Because if they had not been happy, it was like, you know what? We're going back home. (laughs) You work this out here. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And this, so what year was it you guys moved there? 2017. 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you had a couple of years then before the pandemic. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Great years. It was, it was, it was amazing. It was really good. It good. was really good pre-pandemic. So you explored China pretty much during that time? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Or, it, because, or other countries um, then. It were other, right. And in China, um, we went to see the big things. So there were, you know, there were some things we didn't see, but, you know, you got to go to Beijing, see the Great Wall. We didn't make it to Terracotta Soldiers. And, I, and the reason why I think we didn't explore China is that, um, we kind of went during the school breaks and when, you know, which was also when the hubby, when the national holidays and during national holidays, it's ridiculously crowded everywhere. Everybody's so during those there. times, exactly. Yeah. So we left the country. So it, it was like, we would have had to take off to visit within. So we kind of went, we went to their, to their Miami, which is, you know, Sujo. I mean, um, what's that city called? Sanya, which was amazing. Okay. It was beautiful. A lot of Russians. Cause that's where they go. <laughs> so a lot of Russians there, yeah. but it was amazing. And um, in the in the Great Wall, but we did not make it to Terracotta Soldiers, which was on my list. And 
the other place I wanted to go? Oh, my husband wanted to do the Avatar Mountains. So we didn't uh, make it there. We didn't make it there. But that's okay. kind of it. I mean, that was really all I really cared to see. I yes. didn't want to do yeah. the cold snow because I'm not a – my son did, but I didn't want to do that. So mm-hmm. we didn't do Harbin and all of that stuff. But it was – I mean, it was good. It was – I enjoyed in visiting other countries that never we probably would have made the time to do from the U.S. because it's so far away. So, so like, where did that. you go? Where else did you explore? So we went to um, – outside of the country, we were able to do um, Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam, Thailand. Okay, good. And that's all we were able to get in. So we were able to fit in quite a bit, yeah. We, we, and we did. That was quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, we did Thailand twice and Malaysia twice. We went to two parts of Malaysia. Yeah, so so it was good. It was amazing yeah, to be able I to like do that. I like Thailand a lot too. I would love to go back there. You know what my favorite was? My favorite was Vietnam. Vietnam. That's what I have heard others say as well. It's still on my list. That was amazing. I would, Gon and I were seriously, we were looking at property. We were like, maybe we should just retire here in in Vietnam. And we had only been there two, three days. We were like, yeah, we might need to retire. (laughs) And the thing is, you would have never considered it had you not moved outside of the United States. It would have never even been. Never crossed my mind. Not at all. Exactly. Not at all. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was amazing. Yeah. And I did, that was the one place I didn't want to go. We only went because some friends were going. They were like, let's just go. And I was like, I don't want to go there because we were supposed to go to Bali. I was like, I want to go to Bali. Australians yeah. view Bali as, as Bahamas. Nice they were like, that's like Bahamas. Who goes to Bali? Why would you go to Bali? They were like, really? like, it was a bad thing. <laughs> they were like, don't go to Bali. Come to Vietnam. Like we were like, Bali. <laughs> They view like it as Bali we view also, the Bahamas. But I haven't been to Vietnam. Because it's so, so. close. Yeah, well, it's yeah. close. So for them, if all the Aust- that's where the kids go for spring break, they go to Bali from Australia. Okay, okay. You know, so they there. view it as like a Cancun or Bahamas. They're yeah. like, why would yeah. you go there? I was like, but I want to go to Bali. So we switched right. Bali and right. went to Vietnam. So I was not. I already was sour. I was like, oh, I don't want to go to Vietnam. <laughs> I got there and was like, we were on the beach for all day with the kids ordering from the, you know, they come to the, what do you want to order? We order all day. I think we probably spent $20, 25 Wow. Alcohol, food. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. All day. Wow. It was but just you like, know yeah, what? Order so some more, order more. My Bali trip was kind of like that as well. So I stayed at a really nice place, but so actually I stayed in a couple of places. So I spent half of my trip on the beach and then I have spent half of my trip in Ubud. And okay. so in Ubud, I stayed at this really nice resort, but it was like hidden, kind of off of a dirt road. So my driver was like, are you sure <laughs> we're going the right place? But then once you turn up in there, it was beautiful. It was amazing. New. Okay. So then I had like a full day at the spa, massage, some kind of like facial Probably like manicure, pedicure. They serve snacks. And I think I spent $35. Exactly. Right. For all of- <laughs> That's and why think, when you go back to the some, U.S., I think I probably like- had some kind of body scrub. You know, it was like the right. works. $35. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was like, when I you go back to the U.S., you're like, I paid $35 for just a pedicure. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're lucky, 
And that's not a that's not a spa pedicure. That's the basic. not at all. That's the basic. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting the the massage. <laughs> they just paint your toenails, <laughs> and then they want to charge you extra for your heels. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. yeah it's so now very your different. time in China. Okay. Uh, so since you weren't working, then you had some time to do some volunteer type activities. So you mentioned yes. um, this expatriate association. What did they mm-hmm. do? Because I don't think we have anything like that here. So it was more because China is such a difficult, if you're an expat, it's, it's difficult to kind of get immersed. So it helped. They We did trip like day trips around. So you might explore Suzhou and we might take a day trip. We might take a trip, during, especially during Christmas. We took um, shopping trips into um, outside of um to a flower market outside of Shanghai, you know, so just that kind of stuff. We did, we pick, okay. did a tea picking trip where you kind of go out into the side, into the, not wilderness, but, you know, go into the fields and pick tea and then go eat lunch at a local spot. So it allowed you to kind of see other parts of Suzhou. And then unfortunately, like when I got 2017, it was kind of getting, becoming a little smaller. So we actually ended, before I left, we phased it. We closed it out because when it was founded, people didn't have cell phones. People didn't have, you know, so you didn't have a map. Like, how do I figure out how okay. to get around? How do the I resources. translate? Yeah, you right. didn't have the resources that you have now. So it, it mm-hmm. used to I mean, we all, and we always supported a local charity. So we supported, like, we would have a um, a Christmas dinner and whatever money you raised there, we would donate to the orphanage. To We had chosen an orphanage and then the children's hospital to kind of donate to. But it used to be huge. You know, you hear about these um, cute parties that they used to have where they had like a casino night. You know, so it used to be really huge. And it was a, um, a source of, I guess, what are we doing? Let's look and see what the expat association has going on kind of thing. Planning events. Okay. But by the time I got there, it was kind of winding down from that because you had other ex- other That's resources. Too bad. But yeah, but yeah, because besides yeah. the resources, it's more like the camaraderie and the, the support that you right. need. You know, when you come in and you don't. Even if you, you do anything. have resources online, you want to talk to somebody that's actually been right. there or done that because you're like, wow. And so once really a week, <laughs> once a week it was coffee Coffee Monday. You know, so it's just come as you as you if you want, and it just allowed new people to kind of see meet people out because especially like for me it made it easier because I had the school community but if you were moving mm-hmm. my husband and I were retired and we moved to take advantage of right. this opportunity where am I going to meet people so that's what ended up being most of the women that were involved still were people who didn't have who their kids weren't they weren't there with their kids they were there okay. as a trailing spouse and looking for stuff to do that they didn't have the school community to mm-hmm. depend on or to support so- them do you know, did they not have internations there? Because, you know, internations they did. is global. Yes, okay. we had internations. So and so that was more younger. Gap. Right. Oh, okay. Internations younger. ended up being younger and more of a, it seemed like it was more of a um, networking event, like for work, okay. people who worked the okay. internations. I don't think I, I was on their um, WeChat group. But I don't think I ever went to an event, but it was definitely younger like a lot mm. of the teachers, because in China, there are a lot of teachers and engineers. It's kind of yes. two areas yeah. of, of um, employment. And so there were a lot of people who were, the engineers would kind of, the guys would go, because I guess theirs was more in the evenings, whereas expat was more during the day. 
So that's okay. why you had so a that's different interesting crowd. How the dynamics mm-hmm. of intonations is different depending yeah. on the location. So, mm-hmm. and then there was a brothers and sisters of China or something there as well, wasn't there? Well, yes. So that was um, more so face, more, Facebook, more so WeChat groups. So we didn't really do a lot. And then that was more for the student. Truth be told, they were more of the students, student population. So kids, students who were from Africa that were studying at some of the universities in China, in mm-hmm. Suzhou. That was kind of the most of the people that supported in that group. That was or okay. people who came as teachers. So they were maybe out just out of college, you know, so on a younger age group. If you were older with 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 parents, it was more, yeah, your, your neighborhood group. and yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got it. So Interesting. very different, different, um, yeah, different feel. The social life was, yeah. By the time I left, a two two black three. There were when I was there, Rochelle came maybe the year Maybe she came the same year I did. So she there was another black family, but she worked. She and her husband worked. So I really didn't see her a lot because she worked. And then um, maybe a year before I left, two other black families came to Suzhou with younger kids. So okay. they, um, they're still there, actually. But Rochelle and I have left. But yeah, that was kind of it. Four families that were black. Okay. There might have been one more. What's a tie tie? Or am I saying that wrong? Oh, Tai Tai, a housewife. Okay. <laughs> a housewife. That's, that's what that's the Chinese a... name for a Tai. Yes. Housewife. So they okay. call it a Tai. You're a housewife because your husband works and you're a wealthy housewife kind of thing. That's what they call us Tai Tais. So we embraced it and was like, okay. So I'm curious about this because, you know, here in the Middle East, because labor is so inexpensive, people have live in nannies. Or even live out nannies, but full time or something like that. But very mm-hmm. common. Did you guys have anything like that there? Yes, we call them the IEs. So when I started, my IE came like in the morning, no, afternoon from like 12 to 4 every day. And then I took like toward the second year, I was like, okay, I don't need somebody clean the house every day. So every, you know, so she would come every three days a week. But yeah, every everyone had a had a IE. Um, yeah, some people's some people's help as a nanny. They help with the kids, or they would cook. Mine just would come and clean, so okay. wash your clothes. Because your kids were older, right. okay. They yeah, the so they didn't need needs. to really be watched yeah. as much as. And like she didn't speak kids. a lick of English, none, okay. and I spoke no Chinese. So it it worked out with our phones translating. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what you have to do. Okay, so I was just curious about that. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So now, um, then COVID came. And of course, not the city you were in, but China in in general was like ground zero. Right. So then how did that impact your family? So we were actually, because it was Chinese New Year, we had gone to Singapore. So we were in Singapore. Everybody was in different countries. Everybody, yeah, everybody was in different countries because it was Chinese New Year. So people were out. No one we knew was in China that had stayed. And so when it happened, it well, it started happening. My husband had had one of his um, sales guys and he was like, I need you at Christmas. It was right before Christmas. He was like, I need you to go visit this company, yada, yada, yada. And the guy was like, I really don't want to go. 
God was like, what do you, what, why wouldn't you go? And he was like, because something's going on there. It was in Wuhan. He was like, something's going on. I'm just not comfortable going. And Garland was like, fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. So you're not going to go. And he was like, no. And he was like, okay, fine. I'll deal with it later kind of thing. He's like, that's fine. So then we go. To, so we're on vacation. And they keep talking on the news. We're watching CNN International. And we're like, something is happening. And maybe out of the people, out of our close circle of friends, we were the only ones that went back to China. Everybody else kind of went home to their home countries. And, so they went um, on vacation so, and they just ended up going home from vacation. Yes. And not everybody have a home to go to. Like we would not have had a home to go to. It would have right. been, we got to figure out a Airbnb. Yeah. So, and, and you have right. one, like state, Shelly and those, they had, they kept their house, but they were in, I forgot where they were, Philippines. So they got beach clothes and they live in Michigan in January. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, yeah. And we were like, oh, it prob- it's probably not that bad. And we're scrambling. We found masks, scrambling to find masks in, in, Shang- in um, Singapore. And we get mm-hmm. back to, to Shanghai. And they made us wait before we could enter the immigration hall. And they were spraying it down with the all over PPE, spraying it down, putting some spray. And mm. everybody on that flight, we were all like, oh, my God, you know, what did we do? Why did we come back? Right. So we get right. through and we got, you know, we got back to our community. And I think that seeing that my husband was like, I think you guys need to go back, need to leave. He's like, I'll stay because we have the dogs. It's like, I'll stay with the dogs and you guys just get out of the country. One person, I can manage that a little bit better because he's getting information from his company. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they they have, because he's an expat, they support, they have that support of, you have an English speaking person that kind of is your family liaison or whatever. Sure. And sure. so we sure. flew back. We, um, <clears throat> me and the boys, a week later, came back, to, went to the U.S., Stay with my with my cousin. So stay with her for about a month. It was almost a month, and then it started getting bad in the U.S. And so for my husband, <laughs> it kind of worked out where you know it wasn't over the top. He kind they weren't work they weren't going into into work. So he was working for whatever he was doing was at home. But mm-hmm. you know it with China they don't work. If they say we're off work, they're off work. So he didn't he wasn't getting a bunch of emails. People weren't, so it was just like, he was just relaxing for the most part. Okay. And you could okay. order groceries, you could go. It wasn't shut down where he couldn't do what he needed to do. And um, for us, when it started getting bad in the U.S., we went back. We, and my, I remember my cousin saying, why would you, why are you going back? And I was like, it's, I think it's right. better. I think it's okay. And she was like, I can't believe you guys are flying back. So like, yeah, we're getting, we were like the last yeah. flight back before they shut it down. <laughs> It's like wow, China wouldn't wow. let in anybody from anywhere else. So we got back, and when we got back, they let us. They were like, oh, yeah, just quarantine at your house. And so we quarantined at home the first week, and within – and it was – they didn't even really say – they may have said two weeks. They were like, quarantine at home for two weeks. So at first – at toward the end of the first week, they had changed the rules. That's the thing about living there is that the rules just change, and you just don't mm-hmm. know. And they changed the rules and they came put a thing on our door. So say to lock us in, they, not lock us in because we were like, you have dogs, you can go out the back door, but just can't come out the front door or else it'll let us know that you left for the second week. 
and that everybody who came in after us are like, this is two, three days later. They all had to quarantine at hotels. And then after that, school started in um, April. So the kids were back in school. Everything was back to normal in April, beginning of April. And the rest of the world was in chaos. Yes. <laughs> so things were back to normal until now in China. It was, I mean, it was normal. No issues. Yeah, other than now, it's kind yeah. of gotten crazy. Again. I think it's because that, that um, what, what's the variant? Omicron is just hard to catch. So I think mm. it just is not as, um, and it spreads so much easier than the um, previous version, um, variant. Yeah or whatever yeah. it was. So I think that's what's happening. But they're still okay. shutting it down. They're shut down. So everybody in our community, they had to, they've taken probably nine tests. And they were like, you got to take this test before you can leave. Like to go to work, wow. to go to, just to walk out of the front gate. Yeah, take a test to prove that you're, that you're green, your green coat. Hmm. And then they do Yeah, the, we have that here also. We okay. have an app and yep. you have to be green. You have yep. to be green. Otherwise, and you can't get into any place. It. Right. right. And you just show your, I mean, it got, and they were, at the time we were there, they weren't even really checking, checking. So it was like, rather than pulling up this app every time, I just took, everybody would just take a screenshot and just show you, you know, here's my green. So you here's know my what? <laughs> Saudi, they were hip to the game. So what right. they did is they changed the app so you cannot take a screenshot because people were doing that. And then they would borrow, yeah. you know, somebody else's. Exactly. Anymore. Like and then they that. changed the app also. So now there's like a running bar on it. So you know if it's a screenshot because it's still. But so you have mm -hmm. this running, you know, thing on there. Yeah. They're not playing. I'm sure they've <laughs> changed. I'm sure they've changed that. This was sure what 2018. Like, I was like, that's clever because you know yes. they, they got hip to what people were doing with that app. Mm -hmm. Like now. Nah. smart. Well, they yeah. they're doing the contact tracing too. They're like, if you're yellow, you're yellow because somebody that you were near tested positive. So if you're yellow, you you have I don't know what they have to do because I'm not there anymore. But I just know I've seen the notes, the messages of if you're yellow, get into this this WeChat group and we'll tell you what. To ah, do. so now they do that here too. So they actually. So also our app will not work if you have on your VPN because they want to make sure that they can mm -hmm. track your location. So you yeah. have to turn off your VPN. Otherwise, your status won't even show up. So there's okay. that. And then some places when you go, you have to scan the, the QR code. Yep. So that they identify you at that location. So that is. Oh, that yeah, that's tracing. true. We had to do that. But too. I haven't mm -hmm. seen any like anything happen from that. Like I haven't known anybody mm. to get a notice saying that you've been in contact. So, Oh, I know. Yeah. So apparently these people are in the ones that are still in China. They will get notified that, Oh, or your code will just turn yellow. Okay. If you, All if right. they say you're near somebody. Yeah. So, so yeah. I guess, I don't know. I haven't seen that one here. So now mm -hmm. you had a four to six year plan, but you guys left after three oh. and a half years. Yes. So, so when we got back, my son started his senior year and we found out in maybe September of his senior year that the company, my husband's company was selling their China division to a Finnish company. And okay. so because they were selling and we, we tried every which way but loose to try to figure out how can we just finish out this senior year of high school. And because, um, they were leaving the com the country. There was no CentOS, which was my husband's employer. So there was no one to give us a 
um, residence visa. So you had to right. leave. And so uh, we left um, in November, October, November of my my son's senior year. And that was that was the worst thing going. That was the adjustment coming back home for him, right? Especially yes. middle that of the That was an adjustment year. for, yes. So that was really hard. Um, that was really hard. And so we got back and they were able to finish out the semester online. So they were doing school in the middle of the night, <laughs> but they had done that during the time we were here in March and, you know, right pre-COVID. So yes. they were doing school th- um, online until December when Christmas break started because they were on the same calendar. So at Christmas break mm-hmm. is when they made the shift and he went to, and it was also hard to find a school that would take, cause he was in the IB curriculum that would take his IB. And it's like, he's done th- two and a half years of, I mean, one and a half year of IB. He's got to yeah. finish it out. And so we had, it was hard to, to find IB in Atlanta. Well, IB that took his IB. So we, he had to go to international, uh, the, a private international school. Cause it was like, uh, he had IB history, but the IB at the public school would be history of the Americas. So it wasn't the history okay. that he took or, yeah, just little slight different variances. And whereas the, okay. the international school took the exact same classes, they were oh, like, oh, yeah, come on. Okay. Oh. So we went to this international school for six months or whatever until Jan- June. And he graduated okay. and he was ready to go, ready to go. So now it's tough because, like, he, for his spring break, what he said was, I want to go see my friends. His One of his best friends was supposed to come here. He's in school in. NYU, where is that? NYU Dubai? Oh, yes, yes, yes. NYU Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Okay, yes. so he, that's where he's in yeah. school. And they had, and at the, this was pre Omicron. So he was coming to New York and we were going to be in New York. So we we're going to hang out and then he was going to come to Atlanta and stay with us during his summer yeah. break, I mean, Christmas break. And then because of Omicron, it was like he didn't come. So he, for his yeah. spring break, he was like, I want to go see my friends. It's, it's opening up. I don't. So he went to the UK to see because okay. he was in a British, he was in a British um, school. So he sure. had it. So we said we let him go there because he's like, if he comes home, he doesn't know anybody. He has no, none of his friends. He, they, he tried. I mean, I was like, you need to talk to your friends from your old high school, you know, your old school. And they did. He's been out with them maybe once or twice, but it's just not. You know, kids change so much in those four years. So. Not just kids, we do too. Because That's let's true. talk about your adjustment even coming yeah, back home. It was repatriation. Tough. It was hard. Right? Because you had such a Are you a still adjusting now? I would think. Yeah, I think so. It's so different. It was a the community there, I miss it. I miss like it's hard to explain it. And so what we end up doing is my other Stacy. They're from Atlanta area. So she's back, but she's way an hour away from me <laughs> on the other side of Atlanta. And so we got together maybe a couple of weeks ago, she and the husbands. And all we did the whole same time, went to a Chinese restaurant that, you know, <laughs> kind of recreate. <laughs> and the whole time right. we're talking about, oh, man, right. if we were in China, if we were in Suzhou, we'd be doing this. But, yeah, the wow. community of just, you know, every day you're – almost at least two to three times a week you're hanging out somebody's having a a dinner at the house somebody's having a cookout every friday you're gonna walk you know so it's just it was just more social and it wasn't something that i knew that i realized that we 
even thought about that we don't have in the U.S. Because in the U.S., you go to your house, you stay in your house. The only time you're kind of out or you even hear about people being out is like they're going to visit their brother or their sister. It's not like they're friends. You don't see your, you talk to your friends on the phone, but you don't like gather like we did there. So I miss that a lot. I didn't think I would because I view myself as kind of being an introvert a little bit. And like, I don't really like hanging out with a lot of people, but Right. Yeah, I missed that. I, I, it was yeah. it was something. You know, my husband. Oh my gosh, he's a he's so out of the box extrovert that he was like, we don't do anything. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't do From anything. From what I remember of him, he is an extrovert. For yeah. sure. <laughs> so so really if you is. guys had the chance to do it again, would you go back or or be an expat someplace else? We would be an expat someplace else. China's hard. China is hard, okay. and China is um, their opinion of the U.S. has shifted, uh, which we saw that while we were there. So, okay, it shifted um, expat, the way that yes, expat someplace else though, expat somewhere else. Yes, yes. Okay. Trump didn't help. Trump did not help the U.S.-China relations. I'll just say that. At okay, all. I could see yeah, that at all. Yeah. So now your youngest, he has what another year left. He has another year. Mm-hmm. So we're and doing college stuff now. Going somewhere. Yeah. Yes. We haven't decided <laughs> if we want to do it while they're still in college or once mm. they are finished. We may sure. we may do after they graduate from college. So then they're truly launched and we don't have a home for you to come back to because we're gone. So right. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now what would you recommend then to a woman, black woman or woman in general? Mm-hmm. And that's in the same position or situation that you were in because you're actually the first one that I've talked to that's considered a trailing spouse. So if okay. this opportunity becomes available to your spouse, what would you recommend for women? And then I actually want to ask you also, if you can share with us how this experience impacted Garland's job like do you think okay. coming back to the states it was a true asset for him and okay so what would you recommend as far as this experience now after the fact okay so on the um the first question about what i recommend yes it's an amazing opportunity and it 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 does so much for your family and for your relationship with your husband is it it flipped our relationship because we'd always been financial equals kind of thing. And then to move there and be the trailing spouse and hundred percent dependent on him, that, that, that took an adjustment for me of, um, and he, and I think for him too, cause I would say, Oh, Garland, can I do this? And he was like, you don't have to ask me. Can you spend the mm-hmm. money? Yeah, fine. But I felt like I had to ask cause it's not like it's, my money you know and he's like it's your money yeah. and so that was that was tough to to get through that and um figure that out you know and then you depend more and i say it brings your family closer because and it can that happens it's, it can go one or two ways either your family grows closer or you guys it breaks you guys apart so mm-hmm. i i witnessed a few people who got divorced and then went back to the u.s to two different places um because it just didn't. Actually, I know someone else. Her husband's just like, I don't think I want to be married anymore. And they were in back in China, but the kids were out of the house. So the kids okay. were going, and now it's just the two of them. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I want to be married. So yeah. 
it can either bring you closer together or very taxing on your marriage because you that's it your family is your family you know there's no oh, i'm gonna go hang out with my brother and oh i'm gonna go sit here and talk to my mom about what you did and my mother you know you don't have that it's, it's just the four of you so um that would be something to make sure you focus on because it's a lot it can be a lot to your family okay i mean the experience was amazing is amazing I mean, it's, it's nothing, you know that. <laughs> so the, just the being away from the U.S. and looking at things from a different perspective and being a woman of color. Well, yeah. yeah. My, my husband kind of got a lot of pleasure out of people thinking he's African and then he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm American. And they're like, oh, well, what do you do again? You know, he get a lot of pleasure. He drew a lot of pleasure <laughs> from that saying, no, I'm not here as a, I'm not an engineer. You're like, oh, you must be an engineer. No, I'm not an engineer. Oh, well, what did you right. do? Where did you right. go to school? You know, so it was like the whole shift. But um, I don't, for me, it was, I didn't really get that side of it. It was more like, oh, you're a tie tie? Okay. And then people move on. So it wasn't, I didn't feel it like he felt it in the work world. And when we moved back, for him, he's with the same company. He's in a role where I don't know if he would have gotten that role prior to moving, you know, as quickly as he did. I don't know. I view it. I think he, because people want, everyone wants to talk about, oh, you're the garland that was in China with the company. Because the company only had that one international location, which was only in China. Otherwise, they are a U.S. company. And now they're only U.S. So they knew the name. They may not have known who he was. And so that helps. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the role that he's in, he um, he doesn't have the direct reports. This is his first time not having direct reports. I think that's taken a minute for him to kind of get used to not having someone report to him and having to kind of do things through influence versus I'm your boss. This is what you need to do. So that's been an adjustment to him. But I think in general, the company valued him. He met a lot of people you know, at a higher level than he probably and interacted with them on a daily basis that he probably would not have had in the U.S. Okay. if he'd stayed in the U.S. So, yeah, I view it as a as a win-win for him. Um, okay. I think he does, too. I think he does, too. Yeah. Good. Last question, then, for you, because you took some time out of your professional life, how was it then being able to come back and then re-enter like with your skills and things like that, did you find it a challenge to come back and enter into the workforce again? That was difficult for me. I um I think it was, and I'm sorry about that. UPS is here. Okay. <laughs> so that's what my dogs are working at. Dogs will be dogs. Yes. <laughs> it's and he's leaving, so maybe they'll come down. Okay. Okay. For me, it was it was difficult, and I think it was two pronged. I think it was. For me, it, it was easy enough to explain it. You just had to make sure you had the opportunity to explain the gap. So I ended up using the expat as a, this is what I was doing. And it just, and it would take someone to say, wait, that's, what is that? Or why were you doing, why did you do this? Why did you leave right. Coke to do that? And then I have to explain, oh, I was international. Even though it says China, they, yeah. And then the other piece of it, I think is age. I think it was a little bit of ageism for me. Is that, okay. um, that's what I think was made it a little more difficult. Interesting. For me. 
I've, yeah. People would never say that. That's just my my assumption is that, or that they okay. felt, oh my gosh, she's coming from Coke. We have to pay her. She's got 12, 15 years of experience, or whatever. You know, we got to pay her right. a lot, and that wasn't. Because I'm at the point now where I'm like, I just want to do this. Can I just do this right. for the next ten years, and then I'm, I'm out. I'm not trying to climb the ladder. I'm not. I'm at a different place in my life, and I don't know if I would have yeah. been there had yeah. I not left. Had I not taken right. the um, taken the time away, I probably still would have been. Oh, I need to do this. You know, trying to climb, but I'm I'm not there anymore. And I think priorities that was have too. shifted. Exactly. Right. I think that was due yeah. To that, to I that understand experience. that completely. All right. So, any other advice that you would like to give then to women that are considering this option? I say it's a win-win. I I I really can't give too many negatives. You do have to go in with an open mind. You're not going to have the TV channels that you have here. You're not going to have the same foods. Um, you know, so there are trade-offs, but I think you know, it's a win-win. It's worth it. It's an amazing, amazing experience that I would love to be able to do that again, sooner rather than later. Yeah. So, And you know what? I'll tell you, I found a way to actually have the same TV channels. I am so excited. I'm about to tell you. See, I'm going to see if you can say what stick. I know about. There's an app. There's an yes. app that I buy on my Fire Stick. I have live US TV, all of the channels. Girl. Okay. And I, I have the you. movies. and re- So I have all of the movies, all of the series like recorded so I can watch them whenever. But I also yes. can watch live US TV. So it has I'm about to tell you about a free life. version. I'm going to tell you about a free version. But I'm going to tell you online, uh, offline. <laughs> offline. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because you know what? For what I have now, though, I'm paying $50 a month, but it's for three devices. So I pay I for it. Free. I'm telling you okay. zero because we came back and we've been back, what, a year and a half almost? And we've okay. never paid for cable. <laughs> so. We will have that talk offline. Yes. Thank you so much, Kim. It was Thank lovely you. talking to you. And hopefully I will see you soon and see you October. I'm going to no, see you in September. October. September, September, October. October. I'm going to see you in the fall. We're going to claim it. It's a plan. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Flippin' the Script. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now. With flipping scripts, so you'll find your way to help you embrace any trials you face. With flipping a script, conquer every day.